right, and we are live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Neighbors Livecast. I'm Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible, and with me, as always, are some of my favorite people in the world, starting with our feminine energy, the uh, the personification of black girl magic with the velvety smooth voice, the one and only Miss Aisha Green. How are you this evening? If you say anything to me, David, I can't hear you. Oh, you're frozen too. That's, hey, but the uh, voice came through like a motherfucker. Right, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave you your intro, Ish. Can you, uh, you frozen? You want to go out and come back in? Let me restart. She's doing fine. She's doing fine. Yeah, we're going. Uh, but yeah, so while she's getting her thing together, let me introduce um, the one and only uh, 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 Blunt Blowing. My <laughs> 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 oh, man, 100 grand. Uh, uh, I be trying to think of good stuff to say about him. He don't like when I say the life of the just party. Mike. Just Mike. Just say just Mike. That's all you want. Just all right, Mike. it's just Mike. Yeah, what's up, brother? How are you? It's good to be here with our, our awesome guests and Mr. Isha and yourself. You know, let's rock and roll, baby. Let's go. Yeah, man. We're going to get it popping. We got a great show for y'all today because our guest today is a dude that I've known since high school. It's been a while. And uh, ever since then, he's been doing his thing, man. He's uh, a little bit of everything in the music business. He's a writer, producer, uh, 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 one of the premier vocalists from the DMV. Uh, uh, it's not too much I can say about this dude. You know, he's done a little bit of everything. And I'm so glad to have him here. Welcome to one and only D'Amico Star. What's up, man? What's up, man? What's up? Glad to be here. Yeah, welcome, welcome, man. So, uh, y'all know each other since high school, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, Damn, Dave. I remember high school, uh, you was the man, Dave. What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> hey, yeah, look, all, Dave. Things <laughs> went the other way for me. D'Amico still got it, but for me, nah, but uh, right, but nah, right. speaking of that, I remember, uh, because uh, uh, me and my folks used to uh, think that we were bone thugs in harmony in high school, and so we used to be in the lunchroom rapping bone thugs songs, and um, at that time. I don't know if, uh, I know you was with a group, uh, D'Amico. I don't know if y'all had the deal already, but everybody knew that y'all was the, like, the ones. And I know one day y'all came and listened to us rap. He was like, yeah, y'all pretty good, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. We felt so good. And so, <laughs> like, yeah, man. But, uh, but yeah, man, that's, uh, that's Eastern High School. Shout out to the whole Eastern High School, man. That was dope. That was uh, many moons ago. Miss yeah. those days. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, man, so. It's a lot I want to talk to you about, man. You've been doing a lot since those days. Uh, you got some dope music out right now. We're going to get into it. But it's a couple of things going on in the city, in the country, in the world that we need to talk about. And we're going to talk about uh, some of those things right now. So um, I wanted to start out today. Uh, Mike and I have been talking about um, the uh, the controversy that's been going on with uh, Kwame Brown. Mm -hmm. Is it Kwame or Kwame? It's Kwame. Kwame Brown, yeah, I thought I was saying it right. Yeah, so uh, it, it's been a lot going on, and um, uh, Mike was uh, pointing out to me how uh, how little I know about the whole situation, just because I'm not a big basketball dude. I played football, um, and I didn't really follow the NBA. Like, I haven't followed the NBA seriously since back in the, you know, uh, Jordan days, Clyde Drexler, and all them dudes back in the had to give y'all some references. You disrespectful. You don't say directly in the same reference as, as Jordan. That's bullshit. That's but that's just around the time that that's who was there. It was uh, the <laughs> David Robinson right. And, right. And, and 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 the little Penny and who else was anyway. No, let's you get to what's going on today. Yeah, We're not taking a walk down memory lane. <laughs> let's talk about what's going on today. So, Mike, 
can you give us a little background about the situation? First of all, for those who don't know who uh, Kwame Brown is and was in the NBA, can you give us a little background? Kwame Brown, Kwame Brown is uh, the first individual ever to be drafted out of high school, number one. There's a lot of cats been drafted, but number one. And this gentleman was drafted by the almighty Michael Jordan. And in that came a lot of, with that came a lot of bullshit. Here we are 20 years later, and they've been putting shit on this man's name for a long, long time. And ultimately, that's my word, ain't it, Dan? Yeah, yeah. My word. They always say, uh, the chickens right. have come home to roost. The man, the young man has sat back and watched and listened and things that went, came on, you know, from Michael Jordan's, uh, uh, or the ESPN uh, stuff with, uh, what was, what was the last show with, with uh, Michael Jordan and the, with the Bulls? Over, the Last uh, Dance, you're talking about? The documentary? I, I watched it, but I, I watched it live, so I was never really impressed by that. But anyway, my point is, <clears throat> the gentleman has sat back and let, let a lot of things be said to him. And a lot of cats have come his way and shitted on him. And now he finally, you know what I'm saying, speaking on, speaking on it. He's done it uh, to some individuals uh, not so eloquently. To me, perfect, to me personally, perfectly. He country, <laughs> real. Country, honest. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you talk about a kid who's 18 years old, and he speaks. Kwame Brown literally speaks to different things and different elements that have, have, they, they didn't hinder his process, but they hindered the scope and how you look on him. Look at him, a bust, a bust. Well, honestly, I'm a, I was a Wizards fan until they shit on Michael Jordan. I didn't know the real story, and that's what we're going in towards. The media tends to like. Really twist the story to us. It fills us, uh, fills our heads with so much, so much bullshit. We don't know the truth, the ending, the beginning, the middle, any, any of it. And also, this man was 18 years old. And, and Kwame, Kwame Brown makes points. I didn't see like, but like 25 seconds of high school clips on him. Michael Jordan saw a fit to, to, to draft him. He didn't pick Michael Jordan or DC or the Wizards. We picked him. Mm -hmm. and here we are now. He's speaking to some things that um. Are, are important because he's speaking to the, the, the element where we uh we cancel one another or we shit on each other. We say these things to each other over social media and there's no recourse. There's no repercussion. And now there is because everybody has a voice like we do now. Yeah, so like what I was saying about it and, um you know, thank you for that uh, background on it is basically what you said is like, you know, um, uh, I, when we talked about it earlier, I made reference to the Tupac line, you know, I'm not a killer, but don't push me. And, and that speaks so many volumes just because every man has a limit, you know, and so he's let it go because a lot of the people that he talked about um, that, that he clapped back at that have been talking about him recently uh, seem to come back and get upset with him. Like, why are you talking about me? Everybody's been talking about you. I just said some stuff, but why are you picking out me? And it's like, you can't decide when the person's gonna, you know, what their person's limit is. And if you, that's like, I was telling Mike earlier, that's like, if you getting jumped and you pick that one person and whoop their ass, you know, and then they get mad at you. It's like, but you were there, you know? So, uh, and everybody has, has a limit. And so they, they reached that man limit and now they catching the wrath and he's been calling people out for a lot of stuff. And, um, it's, it's interesting to see for me. Um, I definitely think that, uh, this, this culture and this um the social media age and all that has made it a lot uh ha has added to a lot of the, of the fuel of what's been going on um but and and i get what some of the people are saying about how oh well you know it's always people that people take shots at and all that stuff but you can't get mad when somebody come back at you you know i don't think that that's a, a thing that's why I even like uh mike you were telling me like charlemagne 
wind up apologizing to mm-hmm. him publicly? What, what I was speaking to was the chickens coming home to roost and not just coming home to roost. This young man, this young man who is now our age, literally our age, speaks to he he speaks to uh, uh, he has so much validity in his comments, even when he's like he's 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 disrespecting them because it's, it's needed. Um, but he's valid in his points, and and they hold so much power. I mean, everything from we talk about Charlemagne, but we talking about like let's, let's start all with uh, 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 all the smoke, another podcast, awesome podcast with Stephen Jackson and um, Matt Barnes and Gilbert Arenas. Ultimately, these guys are trying to work it out and se- settle it, but they've caused so much of an uproar in the social media because you know what I'm saying it pulled other people in. Everybody's commenting and chiming, chiming on them. What, what's, what's your point? Mm-hmm. You see, you, you heard, you heard about it already. I've seen his post or whatnot. I've seen people reference um, what he's been posting, but I haven't seen the totality, so I'd have to watch his YouTube video so I can hear what he's saying. Domingo. Nah, haven't watched it yet, but I'm gonna watch it soon we get off here. <laughs> Put like this. Put like this. Imagine sitting there being 18 years old mm-hmm. and growing up, and somebody picked somebody who picked you was that somebody was there anybody and everybody being Michael right. Jordan, mm-hmm. and he you know number wise he didn't average 25 in, in, in 10 rebounds, but he busts his ass for 12 solid years, and to deem him a bust is completely stupid. Moreover. The man made 65 million in his career and he still got bread. He's doing all right for himself. He's mm-hmm. all right. He ain't, he ain't went nowhere. And uh, what's, what's going to happen is it's going to stop people from running their mouth so much. You know, you, you, these kids come out of college. He was 18 years old and come into a grown man element. And here we are shitting, on his, shitting out his throat because he averaged 20 and 10. Right. Hey, I look at, hey, he made it. There's a lot of people didn't. The percentages are amazing. He's yeah, made yeah. what well, I was speaking today was he made Charlemagne the God uh be, make himself donkey of the day. Now the element is did he do it for like damage control? But Charlemagne sounds sincere, but, but I don't think it's it's no reconciling that because they come from the same uh state, county, and Charleston. I believe city. Charleston. Yeah. Yeah. And Charlemagne got phone calls from home, like bro. You bringing up mm-hmm. shit about this man's father and 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 his when his family calls him and, mm-hmm. and the question is, I'm glad his family did that because that's that's what you're supposed to do. You mm-hmm. check him, but do you do it for damage control? Do you do it for you know for because <coughs> Kwame Brown is about seven foot everything, probably a good solid two eighty, and you run up on him in real life. That's a whole fuck the podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. Like. <laughs> You ain't got no security for real. You don't have it. You don't have it. Could y'all imagine? Could y'all imagine we, we we working, we're doing our podcast thing, we working in our own real life. And what if I say something crazy and all of a sudden somebody wanna attack us behind some BS? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna make sure it happens. That's my that's my goal. Fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't yeah. hold it down, Mike. I have no idea what just happened. My whole we know that you went away, Dave. It's okay, Leo. See, it was all right. <laughs> my whole internet just went. Just it worked. It's all right. For a second, it's too hot. That goddamn attic. I told you, it's hot. That goddamn attic. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, man. So, um, uh, we talked a little bit. Um, uh, when we were talking about this, I was telling you about um uh, something that uh my girl, who's a um a kindergarten teacher, a philosophy that she studied when she was studying to get her degree. And, and teaching um, about 
people's the 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 translatability, I guess is that a word anyway, of people's skills from one level to the next. So they talk about mm-hmm. this in children going from pre-K to kindergarten and also from kindergarten to first grade. And they parallel it to athletes going from uh, college to the pros, from high school to college and college to the pros and how the their ability doesn't always translate. And um, there's big money and big time and big thought put into finding out the factors that uh, you know can can uh, push that process along better mm-hmm. because at this point it's just a crapshoot. There's no way to know who's going to be able to translate. You know the, those skills like like Kwame Brown. He was who was a standout player. You know in uh, in high school, but once he got to the league, he wasn't able to play at that level. And you know that's not that's how, how about coming out of Eastern fellas. You guys came out of Eastern. Yeah. Um. You aren't the men that you are now, whether you are platinum award winning, you know, recording artists and or fathers and mothers and daughters, grown ass men taking care of your damn family. Mm-hmm. Does, it, does, it, does, does, does your lack of stardom negate who you are as a man? Should it? Obviously, in social media, it will and does. But in my world, I give two shits and two fucks about that. Mm-hmm. Hold your own, stay on your square. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could you so, imagine coming out of Eastern and walking in and then me go say, man, y'all some cold shit for real. Like, for real. Like, like yeah. Like, shut. Y'all ain't bone. We in Northeast D.C. Bone get their ass beat and fucking. Actually, actually, bone will hold their own in D.C. You know that, but they still, Northeast, Southeast, Northwest, South, it don't fucking matter. We D.C. Anyway. But, yeah. I mean, could you imagine being critiqued like that and being torn? Imagine somebody you look up to tearing your heart out every day on, on, on the, in the studio. Like for real, that was your verse. Hey, bro, you, that was your that was your hook. That, that's that's what you're saying this now. Yeah, yeah. And, and church kind of, I'm sorry. What a church at? Where's that? Yeah, what kind of toll that would take on your ability or your performance on that on the like toll on you as, as a person? Yeah, what'd you say, D'Amico? My bad. I know. I said, like you said, it, it'll add up and add up until it's like, yo, I'm about to shut this nigga up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody got oh, that yeah. limit. I'm not a killer, but don't push me. You know. <laughs> <Yeah. and> so, <laughs> So yeah, man, with that being said, um, um, move on to the next thing. It's a couple of things going on in the city. Uh, Mike and I were also, uh, we had a little discussion before this and we were talking about um, uh, the, the COVID situation, how the, you know, the CDC is lifting a lot of guidelines and restrictions. And so things are getting a lot more loose and some people are saying it's a little too soon for that, you know, but um, mm-hmm. with the numbers going down, everybody getting vaccines and stuff and, you know, um, COVID testing, um, it's, it's going a lot better. So it, it's looking like, um, you know, things are getting back to quote unquote normal. You know, um, it's a lot, people are traveling more, people are going out more, doing more things. There's more people out there. And, um, you know, the, the holiday weekend is coming up this weekend. It's a three-day weekend. In the Memorial Day, am I tripping? Yeah, That's a holiday. Day. Yeah. It's another day off on Monday. You don't get a day off? You don't get my yeah, day off? Not, I don't consider it a holiday. Well, what holiday is, is when you, holiday is when you like, Celebrate the actual day. I've never had a Memorial Day cake or ribbon <laughs> in my oh, life. Hey, hey, Mike, I find it hard to believe that you've never had a Memorial Day cake. I'm just messing with you, but <laughs> I love you, bro. But uh, but nah, no, but man, I mean, so- Memorial, Memorial Day is a sad holiday. If anything, we're memorializing all the fucking war we've been in. Like, uh, well, I mean, you know, when people use it as a day, they go, you know, go out and party. So, my question was with everything, uh, you know, opening back up and 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 the, the restrictions getting more lax. Have uh, you guys have any plans for Memorial Day? Isha, you going? You 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 gonna be in these streets Memorial Day? Isha? 
Um, do I have plans? No, I probably will not be in these streets. Um, you ain't finding nobody's cookout. I find that hard to believe. I mean, I do my own cookout. Oh, but, tell, them, uh, tell, them, tell them. That's a good response <laughs> to that. That's a good response. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I, I respect that. that. <laughs> <laughs> right, but no. Yeah. Nothing? No. Uh-uh. No. How about you, Domingo? You doing anything? Uh, just some small with the family, man. I, I still don't trust it. <laughs> I hear you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a Are y'all taking your mask off? Oh, with, with the family, the little bit part of the year, but yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, no, nah, I keep when I'm out, I keep my drums on. Yeah, I, I help, I help when I'm mighty. So, for a couple nights, you bring your ass in there without the mask on if you want. <laughs> And it's only because, like they say, they they dealing in the honor system. I don't trust nobody. I'll do nobody, job. right? Nobody, <laughs> nobody, right? Barely trust family, right? You be like, hold on, <laughs> you know. I know you didn't get no vaccine. What are you talking right, about? Right, right, right. <laughs> <clears throat> that's because that's a good question. Who's vaccinated? And are you? Would you? Do you want to? What's going on? I still I'll speak first. Go oh. ahead. I'm, I remember an inoculation in, in, in the late 40s and early 50s. Thus, we have AIDS. So, I, I, fuck the inoculation. I'm good. You came out way too fast with a vaccination. Like, way <laughs> too fast. Like, you, you had you fast forward on the shit. First, it was all going to die from a cold and pneumonia. Now, all of a sudden, we got these shots. You can take them. You could. No, because I'm good. I'm good. Then, when you decide you have to offer uh, an incentive, a financial incentive to get shot, that's some bullshit. That's called a guinea pig. Paid. The the views and opinions expressed here on the show do not represent. <laughs> nah, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm one of so like uh, when it first came out, I was hardcore. Like, no, I'm never gonna do it. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not. You know, the more the more time that's passed, and more specifically, because um, at the end of uh, June, I'm supposed to be going to Puerto Rico. So uh, I don't want to have to quarantine for 14 days when I get there because that'll be the whole trip. Um, so I'm, th I'm thinking about it, but, um, you know. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Marin, beautiful hot chick, Puerto Rico, quarantine. Hmm, sound like a lot of fluids in the matches to me, buddy. What anyway. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still up in the air about it, though, because there are, like, you know, um, definite things, like like Mike said, about it that's that's – gives me pause that makes me think about you know things have you guys been vaccinated that. or you, um, how you guys feel about it what's your, what's your take on it e uh each? It. <laughs> i feel no. like they no just no just <laughs> no would you say uh domingo no i feel like, I, I feel like you you know uh yeah. trying to wait a little longer see what happens <laughs> yeah yeah and then i've been been paying attention to stuff that's happening to certain people you know like side effects and stuff like that to see what's really going because it's no way they could have like typically when they put out uh pharmaceuticals I might be, oh, typically oh, when they put out pharmaceuticals they have a testing period that lasts anywhere from one to five to seven years so right. to put it out in one year <laughs> no no right, 15 minutes that shit was like a fucking pizza from Domino's, <laughs> served hot and ready. And, 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 yeah, they nah, cause I'm work not work nah. people. So over the long term, there's no way to study the long term effects that quick. So, and I'm not saying that anybody should not get it. I commend all the people that you know did it for noble reasons. That had, you know they 
they personal reasons for doing what they did and shout out mm-hmm. to everybody, you know, and it's a personal decision. I'm not saying everybody should run out and get it. And I'm not saying people shouldn't get it. I'm saying it's a personal decision that you should make. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's my official point of view of it is, you know, it's, right. it's your fault if your face fall off. That's, that's your fault. No, no, no. If your face fall off. Anyway, yeah. man. <laughs> It's called Bell's palsy, sir. I'm sorry. That, that <laughs> I know. Scary. I know some folks that actually have it. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but you heard something about the vaccine causing that? Okay. So rather than see and continue to spread all the misinformation because I'm misinformed because I get a lot of my information from same venues and places that most of us do. This, I know talk, that, look, we talking earlier. He like, man, check out World Star Hip Hop. I'm like, stop getting your news from World Star. I was Star, talking about for the Kwame Brown comments and videos. They're <laughs> awesome. He, they're awesome. The yeah, responses yeah. And, and stuff. But but to speak to that, I you do find yourself feeding into black men, you know, going at it. And that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not what we're trying to do right now. So right. I, I like the they're trying to stop and communicate. Hopefully he stopped. He's been hurt. You can tell he was salty. Hopefully the apologies that have been made and the reconciliation uh, process can go through and we can just move on. Because honestly, I don't want to see all that. I don't want to see black, yeah. white fighting, black, yeah. black fighting. I want to see some healing and some positivity. But in the meantime, we need to get funny as a motherfucker. Right. It, it is what it is. <laughs> so it's a couple of more things I want to touch on before we get into this uh, interview. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing, uh, one of the guests that we had on a couple of weeks ago, a man, uh, 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 Joe Claire. Shut up, us, Dave. Shut up, man. I had a brain fart. Anyway, well, you had show, that vaccine. You had that vaccine, and now you stutter <laughs> like a motherfucker. Anyway, <laughs> so Joe Claire was talking about um, one of his topics on the show. He was talking about something that we've talked about before when we were all together about, you know, women proposing to men and how that's becoming more of the norm nowadays. So I noticed that both Aisha and D'Amico gave the same kind of like, nah, that's crazy. So I just want to get y'all's opinions on it. So first of all, I wonder, I told Mike I would ask him because Mike I know is, is married. You can see the wedding picture there behind him, him and his wife. So I told him I would ask him on the air and I didn't want to hear his answer until right now. So Mike, if your loving wife, if Dolores got down on her knee and proposed to you, would you have said yes? She actually did, Dave. She got on both knees. She said, come here, you fat motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, hold on, no. wait. Where is no. the story um, going? No. This is a family no. show, man. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. Whatever. No. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because we, we conversed about it. Mm. Um, and I, I clowned and played and joked. Uh, I would be utterly uh, overwhelmed at the notion that she saw Fit to drop a knee and surrender her heart and her spirit, because that's in essence why you drop a knee and propose. That's it goes back to a whole bunch of cracking shit when we go through all that. Anyway, ultimately, you know, she did submit in that I, she probably was spending maybe a half a millisecond on her knee before I picked her up, threw over my shoulder, and said, "You know, I ain't got to tell her. She already know. She went ahead and had to ask me, you did." Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, cute. I think you know it's, it's part of the times. I don't know if it's. I know it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody because she ain't have it. If she was in here right now, I can call her right now. She'd be like, "Fuck ass, no hell, no, I ain't no way." But uh, it wasn't hard for me to propose to her. I would like for the notion that if she would have proposed to me, it wasn't as hard. But you know, it's not tradition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Aisha, I noticed you you gave uh, somewhat of an eye roll there. Would you ever so, propose to a gentleman, Ice? So <clears throat> this is a good segue to the gala that I went to this weekend because um, at the gala, um, Miguel proposed to his uh, now fiance. 
And it was a very, you know, like loving and grandiose experience. When you say um, Miguel, you mean the singer Miguel? No, Miguel Wilson, the gentleman who has the boutique at the... What'd you say, Mike? Not the dude who kung fu chicken, kung fu chicken in the face across the stage and shit. Not him. Oh no, not Miguel. No, yeah. No, no, no. Anyway, Yeah, so he proposed to his um, now fiance, and it was you know like I said, it was a beautiful experience. The whole gala was a great experience. Um, yeah, check out his store when you guys get a chance. But anyway, um, his uh, no, hell no. Why no? Golly no. Um, <laughs> no, oh, you would <laughs> that, that's 13 no's. That's that's how serious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I so definitely would not because so I just feel like it is so um emasculating, you know what I mean? Like, you know how I feel about that, David, as far as men choosing women and women accepting men. So, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the yeah, you you know, I'm I'm a big this is a, um, yeah, a classic argument, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it is a classic argument. A discussion, I mean, not argument. Yeah. Now, do see yeah. do your partner. Yeah, <laughs> do see do. Shut up. Who you talking about? Who you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I, no, like that whole energy. So, male, female, yin, yang, like we all have our roles, and in that feminine energy and masculine energy. I really can't see no man for real, for real, being okay with the woman that he loves proposing to him. I, I just can't. Like, I'm not going to take that man's opportunity to select me as his wife and say, will you marry me, husband? I, no. Okay, okay. My question now is, which is what I pose to my wife, because she says she says similar to the same thing. Yes. Five years from now, wouldn't you propose to me? If I'm a good dude, five years long, and I make it tingle the same way it tingled the first night, damn it! Uh -uh. Mm -mm, no, unselfish and some of it. That's what I thought. It's, it's, it's all about respecting our role. You, we, I, I took out your, I took out your equation of emasculating me, emasculating. Right. Yeah, I took that. Yeah, yeah, even let me go. What you think, bro? Even you quiet, bro. What you think, bro? Um. I think I got, got to side with, side with her on this one. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything else, I think it can be, you know, here or there. But that one, mm -hmm. I think that's the one should be reserved for, for, you know, because one, you're dating this woman, you know, she's in love with you, you're in love with her. And a lot of women, you know, when they get with their man, they actually waiting for that day. You know, to me, yeah. if, if she do it, that kind of makes me feel like, Hey, nigga, you waited too long. So she had to step up and do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Very good point. Very good point. Very good point. You, you're not getting the hints. So I'm going to go ahead and do this. Right, right. Is this ring? She, and that, thus, thus emasculating the shit out of him. I, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but, you know, it's too sad. I mean, I guess a lot of women, when they when they do do it, they have their reasons. I haven't, right. I don't know none of, nobody personally, women personally who did it. So, you know, I only can speak on that, that one end. Right, you know. right. Yeah, I heard uh, somebody say uh, something like, and then like after after she proposed to him, then she pick him up and carry him into the house. And all. It's like, it's so bad. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little far. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I feel like it's something that, um, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that uh, like so much nowadays is evolving into something different. But some things evolve for the better and then some things, 
you know, they yeah. change and you like, why did they change that? You know, the, the old saying, don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. But for some women, like D'Amigo said, it's, it's reasons. So for some women, it's broke. You know, they not getting what they want out of the situation. So, um, you know, they, they taking it upon themselves. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what he said. And that's not fair to women who, <laughs> who propose. Well, not saying that. No, I'm women, saying. Women, 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 women who propose do one of the other. One of either they, either they totally cut the man balls off right there. Or they're so overwhelmed and overjoyed in the words of Stevie Wonder, if you ever heard a song. If you, ever worked, yeah. if you ever listened to the words of Ash, I, look, the song, literally, "Overjoyed" is like my wedding song. Literally, whatever. No, I don't hear, no, 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 I don't hear that. I don't hear, anyway. The words, yeah. the words, the, the Stevie Wonder's "As" and "Overjoyed." These these songs speak to a a spirit that has connected with something that shall travel through the Milky Way together. In my spirit, in my heart, and so if that woman is overwhelmed and feels that way. I want to negate her. I'm not going to. What's the opposite of of, of, of emasculate? Effeminate? I don't. <laughs> I don't think there is a word for that because no man has ever done. That's a good word. Effeminatized. It's not a good word. Whatever. Just like if you cut off her. Femininity. I don't know, but um. If you, but 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 but, but if you, if you, the same way you would suggest that taking his way, if you, if you suggest that she couldn't wait no more, that was her reason. No, that's not a good marriage. Yeah. That's a horrible that's situation. A, that's a, people do it though. That's not. It's not a good reason. But people so the, do it. the female. So the female version of um, emasculate is defeminize. There you go. Oh, you found it. Good. So we're, not, we're beyond. We're, so we have a. We have our. Wait, look, she here for her little computer and shit. <laughs> I could have done that. My phone right here. I could have done that. I was, I just was yeah, but what were you about okay. to say, D'Amigo? Uh, I was about to say, well, like you were saying, I guess it, it depends on her, you know, her personal motive behind why she did it. You know, mm -hmm. some of them might do it because they actually love this dude, and maybe she's not even thinking about he about to propose to me. She just loved him that much that she want to go ahead and do it, you know? So I think it just depends on, that's one of those to each his own, you know? Right. You write songs, bro? Yeah. <laughs> So you, you, I mean, I mean, and 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 being someone who personally, I, I write po, I, I used to write poetry, and I love poetry, and mm -hmm. I love uh, the word, the words more than I actually love the beat. My wife is opposite. Cut mm -hmm. the, cut the words off and just give it a beat. She Panamanian and Caribbean, you know, they say she want to roll. I want to hear what the fuck you got to say because you ain't saying shit. I don't hear, I don't hear my fucking thing. Hey, I'm the same way. <laughs> um, so so it, it's substance. We go back to substance. Isha, yeah. what you Googling and shit? What you over there Googling? Isha, um, anyway, man, uh, before right. we get into um, this interview, mm -hmm. let me, uh, I just wanted to shout out a couple of people real quick. First of all, uh, we lost a huge part of uh, the comedy scene, uh, uh, comedian, writer, uh, producer, director, Paul Mooney passed away uh, this past yeah. week. Yeah, mm -hmm. a huge part of, uh, you know, comedy history. He's written for everything from the Richard Pryor show, to yeah. uh to in living color to you know red it's been Fox Jeffersons. Yeah. right Fox. right yeah no, red fox like yeah. his, his <laughs> list of credits is crazy and and uh his, his stand-up was hilarious man i um you know they've been playing a lot of clips of his stuff since he passed or whatever and uh, i i saw one uh where he was talking about uh magic johnson that he was talking about uh you know uh, you saw mike you heard it. he was like uh <laughs> Ever, ever since he was, uh, what did he say? Oh, let me um, do my Paul Mooney real quick. Hold on. He's like, um, 
And then you got this nigga, Magic Johnson. Ever since, ever since this nigga got diagnosed, he's, he's had money. He's got a movie theater. He's got malls. He's got, what, what kind of AIDS does he have? Financial AIDS? I want that shit. I want it. And I was like, that was, that was crazy. But, um, but yeah, shout out to him. Rest in peace, Paul Mooney, man. He's a hilarious dude, man. A, a comedy legend. Uh, like you said, his um, his resume is insanely long. He's written for everybody, and uh, yeah, yeah, just just when it comes when it comes to comedy, when you can tell a joke like that and not be canceled. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like this is the last time the show's gonna be on because I repeated it. But no, 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 no. Because it's it's about context. If yeah. if you don't if you don't have enough wherewithal to get the context, especially in a song, a conversation. You know, then go fuck yourself because it's all about context. Mm. You said it is what it is. Context to Definitely. me. So when you uh drop all the f bombs, it's all about context, <laughs> man. I appreciate you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only got one. The one is single and not plural, asshole. Anyway, uh, let's get <laughs> get into this interview, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today for uh putting up with our craziness, D'Amico, oh, man. No problem. It's always good to see you, brother. Uh, you know, you've been doing a lot, man, uh, uh, for for a while now. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, when you started out. You were in a group, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. And so, um, uh, just kind of understanding that transition from from a group to to being a solo artist. How was that transition for you? Because uh, it's 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 always kind of weird, you know, when you start out. But um, yeah. how was it for you? It was kind of smooth, only because, like, like the, the most thing I guess I miss about the group, other than like just having fun and having with my brothers, it was the the that background, that live background aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, all the harmonies and everything, and just you know, being a group, you can have a you can have a bad day because like if I was like, oh, yo, I can't do this part today, bam, LB hit that jump, Marco hit that jump, yeah, yeah, yeah. but when you solo. Hey, you gotta tough it out. <laughs> do what you gotta, you gotta do. Be on, yeah, yeah. Or you're gonna lip sync, and I I don't prefer that. You know, that just that irritates me. Then you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think getting used to being by myself was like the biggest thing. Almost like uh, well, almost like that that little part of a, the Michael Jackson American Dream when he looked to the side and mm -hmm. Jermaine wasn't there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it almost looked like something like that. Okay. You know, but and but. I think the the biggest thing I had is like the total opposite of that. I don't have that, don't want to say crutch, but I don't have that support no more. So now I have to bring everything up to a different level since I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. So you know, when I do my own harmonies, I got to make sure everything right. When, when I'm doing my vocals, I got to make sure everything, when I'm writing, I can't, I, mean, I, I, I still could pass the writing along now, but um, it was just a growing process. Right. You know, at first it was a little doubt. I was like, man, do I really want to be solo? But um. I don't know. After I got in the lab and started investing in myself, like I should have been doing anyway, um, it became easy, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about that that whole process. Um, when did you start to like originally? When did you realize that you actually had a talent for singing, and that you could, you know, that you like, oh, I got something here. I can really make this something. <laughs> Honestly, I was about four. <laughs> So I got it's five. I got uh, four brothers. Right. Everybody, everybody do some of music, either singing or instruments or both. Mm -hmm. uh, my older brother, who's right on top of me, he sings all the time. 
So I was so used to getting everybody talking about how good he sung that I got a little bit a little jealous. And I was like, you know, shit, I can do that. You right. know, I can sing better than him. And to this day, me and him still go back and forth. You know, he probably watching now. If not, he's gonna tell me send me sending the witch call it. Right. But yeah, um, yeah, I was about five years old and singing like singing little Michael Jackson stuff. And then once I got like 13 and met a couple of dudes in the neighborhood that can sing. You know, so everybody else outside playing with their riding their bikes and all this. We sitting in the laundry room harmonizing because acoustics in there real good. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, so it just it came that it became it came natural. You know, and been singing ever since. That's dope. Do you remember the first first time you performed in front of a, a, a crowd? Was it with that group? Yeah, it was at um this little some kind of little cookout over in Kenilworth. <laughs> Singing high five. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we were singing high five. Um, Come along. Leave me through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's the one. That's what we sang. That's the only high five song I remember in Kissing Game. Oh, uh, that's it. They had a couple yeah. songs. Yeah. 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 Time. They got, yeah, they, they, had, they had like. That's a good head. song. That's a good song. Yeah. 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 So, um, so musically, like, who inspired you? Like, who did you listen to, you know, when you started out and even now? That really like you like man i'm that really pushes you to be like man i need to be like or not be like them but you know you yeah. want to work to that um, level back then i mean it changed as not changed but i guess i, I looked at oh, the artists yeah. as i got older yeah, but yeah. you know a high five you know tony thompson for his vocals michael jackson at first um when i got my teenage years it was more like baby face you know r kelly because they was just writing hits like Back to back hits. Oh, hits. you can't you can't say R. Kelly no more. So now nah, I'm just playing. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just he ain't piss on nobody, baby. Leave him alone. I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the, the old R. Kelly. Right. Play right. <laughs> twelve play R. Kelly. You know? Right. 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 He, he um, was hitting on people too. Then. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It's a real busy situation. Go ahead. Man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hey, this ain't yeah, no well, mic. Go ahead, man. So you say yeah, I try, try it in no mic if you want. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, them two, you know, it and also it like it became um a little thing in the studio. We was working with the group that they become mm -hmm. a Kelly baby face because I was always writing or I was always mm -hmm. if we get somebody to play the piano to play a song for us to redo a song. I would always hear something. It's like, yo, he not playing that right. And like, what you mean? He not playing it like that. Don't sound like the song. If I'm gonna get some, if we gonna get something to remake the song. We wanted to sound like the song. So that's mm -hmm. how I told myself how to play piano. I go start playing and playing the song and, and recording it. And um it just everything just kept going from there. I and wanna so, ask you, you guys both in, in, in the piano, the chord, the, the it's 12, 13 different, what is it, notes or something? What is it? Twelve. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that twelve is, uh -huh. that's, that's a special number, right? Octaves, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and and, and, and in that. Is it is it is it how so so does the hit song come from when you get lost in it and don't care anymore or is it when you stick to with the twelve because and I say that because I was telling you earlier behind you I seen your, your screen mm -hmm. and they was they would tell me it's a sense of four or whatever I was like what about three well two point seven they was like no shut up it's not it you're wrong <laughs> I'm talking about the time and he's four he, four times but, but, oh, but they don't be talking about and I don't. I'm yeah, but, but, I won't be outside the box or the break. So but, let me take that question structure. and structure it a little more that, for thank, you. Thank your, you. Your, okay. uh, your process of writing music. So like uh, <laughs> when you when you write in music, does it come from uh, does the inspiration come from the music itself? So you start playing and like, oh, I got something, or is it the words? So I know that's not uh, one hundred percent what Mike was asking, but we'll get that's to it. That's, that's 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 good though. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I know what he's talking about. Like the, the time signature. Um, what yeah. for me? 
I don't really create off the time signature at first. I do my beats and everything and then figure out what the time signature is afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my process of writing goes both ways. Either sometimes I just I do a beat and like um if something hits me then then I'll just record everything. Like, you know, some people write it down. I don't do that. I, I hook I, I hook the microphone up and I'm gonna record my whole chorus, harmony notes and everything. So by the time I go back to you know revamp everything, I got the basic right there. I got all my backgrounds already ready. Because mm-hmm. I write my chorus first all the time. And all I gotta do is work on my leads. Mm-hmm. You know, then other times, you know, I might get a um something might hit me or somebody might say something, a phrase or something, and then I'll be like, ah, oh, I think I can work with that. And then I just go for that and, and just, you know, a basic piano melody. Mm-hmm. And once I find the melody, then start to write off that and build the track later. So, I mean, it, it depends on the vibe. And and uh, is there any set, like, um, process? So let, uh, let's, like, take, like, the song Bitter, like one of your, you know, your biggest joints. Uh, it's a dope song, too. Um, so, like, from start to finish, like, from inception, like, from when you first came up with it to having a completed song, and everything like how long did that process take for bitter i think bitter was one of my faster songs because mm. for some reason it was just everything was just clicking yeah. i had i had did a track already and um sometimes i put so much into the track that i can't i have to change the way i think before, before i start writing because i'll yeah. just be blank because i i exhausted trying to get the track the way yeah. i wanted yeah but um after i started listening to it and i just that that melody came to me on in the bitter, and then it just went from there, and I just started writing, and then it's just like I took a story of a relationship that I was in, a relationship my brother was in, and it just say like, okay, and everything just started fitting, and it just you know just piece it together, and yeah. but that one uh, that one didn't take didn't take that long. So do you do you typically steal stories from your family to put in? No, I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I don't steal them. No. I just steal their stories. <laughs> no, no, I'm just messing with you. He shared sharing his story. Um, no, nah, I mean, my inspiration, it can come from anything. Right. A lot of times somebody can tell you a story. And to me, I don't re- think of it as a song to later on. I might have a hear a beat or something and then something pop in my head. And I'm like, yo, I was just told somebody about that. That could be a song, you know, something right, like that. Right. And um, so it, it just depends on the situation because I, I try to pull inspiration from, from everything. Yeah, yeah. So I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but I want to go back to you talking about um the instruments and stuff. How many instruments do you play? Fluently, <laughs> one keyboard. I'm teaching myself how to play the bass guitar and the lead guitar. Oh, okay, you know? okay. Yeah. So um, I just need to practice a little more. I am. I guess the good thing is I do have an ear for music, and I play the piano. They always say the piano and the guitar is like the most similar. What you call it? Music instrument. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, those are my next two. I don't know which one yeah, I'm gonna like practice it. more first, though. But yeah, I, I'm always fascinated by people who can play things like horns or mm-hmm. uh, even the guitars. Is because like the piano to me, uh, like Mike was saying, it's those twelve hours. It's all laid out. Everything you need is right there. But when you have to actually like find a note on a horn or like, and it, you know, it's that's that's too much for me. I'd say I'll never be able to. You know, I don't even want to try it, but uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but but it's the same thing with the piano because you got them same notes just going octave, 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 yeah. and in in theory you like that's just the same notes just going over down the line, that's but true, everybody yeah. can't go to it and stop that you know right right yeah 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 that's true. I appreciate coming from DC. 
uh, uh, it's a terminology they use in music called the pocket. Mm-hmm. And, and and I also appreciate when I love jazz. I don't know what it is about the different sounds that when they hit when they hit you, it's like they do something to your spirit, to your mm-hmm. brain, you know, and set you in, on, on a pace in in a, in, a, in a direction where you you go up, you positive, and you're not down. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I enjoy that. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, because I was um I was looking at this this music course, and basically the dudes, like you said, dudes breaking down different chords give you different feelings. Like one chord might give you a, a, a sad feeling when they play it. Another chord might give you a happy feeling when you play it. Yeah. You know, and so it just, like when I do songs, I try to kind of stick to that when I when I listen to it, like what's my first thought when I play it? You know, okay, mm-hmm. this, y'all might give me a sexy vibe. I, I know what I want to write this. Okay, this sounds like real meaningful, maybe sad, telling a story, you know, is it, you know, brokenhearted or, you know, and I try to, before I start writing, I try to feel for that because like like he was saying, I'm I'm from you know all the '90s music when they had the good stories, telling the stories, and and that's how I like to write, you know. So that's a, that's I, I guess that's a big part of my even the the younger R&B cats really don't be saying nothing. Right, but, right. You know. That's, a, that's <laughs> I mean, actually a good segue into the next question. Um, so I want to first talk about um music as a whole right now like uh well let's say r&b as a whole right now um and and i guess soul music uh they don't really use that terminology anymore but you know um how do you feel about like the music that's coming out now like the stuff you hear on the radio that's labeled like r&b uh you know is there anything that you see that really stands out is it all like you know how do you feel i don't really see none of the newer cats and when i say newer i mean like uh maybe after chris brown because he's one of those you know chris is the he's a nowadays michael jackson regardless yeah, of yeah. what everybody say um but you know you still got the, the usher who still you know writes which call it the tanks the joes they still kind of keep it real r&b mm. but i think i mean me personally is the thing that bothers me is all the rappers who want to sing because you know back 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 we's coming if you rap or you sung, or maybe you did a little bit of both, of it, which call it, but air all the rappers trying to sing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was kind of days that he lied to you, days. Huh? That he lied. He said he came in that little room and see y'all doing good. Y'all shot me like bone, right? Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> hey, singing <laughs> rapping. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, man, come on, man. Nah, man, I know what he's saying. Yeah, man. So, so, he's but nah, I get what he's saying. Anyway. <laughs> But uh, I get what he's saying though, because it was uh, like you said, it was rapid. It was a few. People I hate all that shit. Right really now. do it. Drake, all Drake do is talk. Drake got talk. bars though. Like he's got I, bars. You look at the lady right here. I, it's a lady right here, Dave. Anyway, listen. Mike, hold on, listen. But yeah, it's, Ooh, it's she need me to drop. I can drop, it. Mike. She can tell. No, no, you get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I get what he's saying though, because it's people that do it really. It's people like CeeLo, it's people like um, it's a couple of artists who can really sing and can really rap. But then right. it's cats that don't need to be on, you know, one side or the other. Coming, like, from, coming, from, our, coming from us, most most cats who can rap really probably could sing. They got they got to do their hook, and ultimately they they they, they weren't allowed to. But Ja Rule, guess what? DMX, they can sing. Okay. So Tupac, Tupac used to sing. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, but certain people have some soulfulness to their voice that carry them along. All too. day, all day. 
Yeah. But um, I think I think what's happening is we run into a situation where a lot of it's run its course and it's become redundant. The words are redundant over and yeah. over and over. How but much? You know, if I see another video with all these fake ass asses, can I see a real ass one time? But but hold on, let me ask. So do you feel like that's just because we're reaching the age now where the music doesn't? It's our fault. It's our we, fault. Yeah, that's all because. You know, when we were younger, like the you know older people used to be like, y'all music don't stay. What are they talking about? They hippity so hopping, hippity bopping. Yeah. I'm driving this Sunday. I'm driving with my girls, three girls, mm -hmm. 14, 13, and nine. And I hear this pussy and wet, wet pussy shit. Come on, right? Rap. I switch. Yeah. I switch. And, and the first thing come on was face down, ass up. That's the way we like. So I was like, let that shit rock. <laughs> it's what it is to me. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can't, that I can't sounds like a double standard. <laughs> yeah. anyway, if you go hit a real, that's the real. Face me, down, ass up. That's the way we, you know what I'm trying to say to you. Okay. Like anyway. Me, me and my son, he's 16. And mm -hmm. we got it every time we in the car, he always ride. And he'd be like, dad, he'd play, he'd play some of the new artists. He'd be like, what you think about this, dad? And I'll be, I tell him, I just, I'm honest, like, nah, that shit whack. That shit's trash. <laughs> Go to the next song. What you think about this? And his favorite rapper is J. Cole. So I know he got an ear for, like, for, for rapping. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, and, and that's his thing. He always hit me the new rappers. Say, what you think about this? I'm like, all right, that's okay. Maybe it's, his, his verse is too crowded because, you know, even when I find one of the younger rappers and in, in, in the music is hot, you know, they they ad libs kind of overpower because you know all them. You know now they got to yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. they can't right. ride the beat or right. whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah, yeah. And that that's the other one that oh I can't I can't stand that the, the off beat rappers. Yo. Oh, that's what that is. It's, it's off beat rapping. It was called getting your ass beat in the motherfuckers in the cipher back when I came. <laughs> but look though, so I, I kind of went through the because you know I was telling you my uh. My girl's daughter is, uh, she's 17 now, but you know, um, when she was younger, like we, we both just silly. So we connected off of stuff like that. But as she got older and started, you know, the music was the thing. She was really excited about playing these artists for me. So she'd do, D'Amico, what you say your son would do. Like we'd be riding somewhere together and she'd put on the song and I see her kind of looking at me to see if I'm rocking too. And it's like little Uzi Vert or somebody. And she asked me and I, I mean, I hate to, but I was like, I got, no, it's not. Wait till your daughter tell you that Trippy Red is cute. Is that there's a lot of, there is a lot of good R&B like a lot of good R&B you know David that I'm like you know how sincere I am about sourcing my music yeah. um, but they don't play it on the radio that's the challenge like a lot of good R&B doesn't get airplay so people don't know it exists like you have to literally oh, well. hunt for let, these artists a lot of the most R&B that the good R&B that they play happens to be female these days you know i won't dispute that yeah yeah but the part the male like the male good r&b basically you're gonna hear chris brown you're gonna hear tank you're gonna hear usher yeah, uh, and right. that's not even good r&b you know what i mean like uh, no but, that's uh, not you even don't you don't think <laughs> jeremiah is the king of r&b you gotta jump <laughs> in so hey, look, when, 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 when we say good r&b good r&b <laughs> our ladies who is this? Is Janae I I go Janae Aiko. I like her. She dope. They yeah. no. I like looking at her. She's sexy as a motherfucker. She can sing, but I don't like when she say pussy and my daughters are singing it. I don't like when she so sings. That's something different. I, I miss, that's an emotional like, I, connection. I, I, I miss, you don't want I miss your somebody, I miss a woman. I miss a woman who can sing. And ain't had a, She was singing about her pussy, but she never said pussy. 
But so that, you don't you, like, you don't you don't think you don't think Millie Jackson ever said anything about her chocha? You don't think so? No. It's awesome, but but when she said it, it was it was a, it wasn't just no, soaking wet. Like, it wasn't her wet ass pussy. Like, what, what you about to say, Domingo? No, I would say a, a lot of just it just the change in times, almost like with the male R&B singers. You know, R. Kelly would allude to certain things. Boys and men would allude to certain things. Jodeci would allude to certain things. But now, it's just like there's no censorship, so everybody just say what they want. Like yeah, I ain't got, yeah, yeah. I ain't got, I can say pussy shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, hey, each one uh, was it Dion Cole? Did you see <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like, you know, back in the day they used to love and caress you and all that, and nowadays he's like, <laughs> yeah. I give you this dick, you know. So that, that's the R&B yeah. now. So well, look, look, I put that solely on the backs of Jodeci. Like Jodeci was definitely out, out, out the box. You know, they. But whatever and then r kelly just rolled the wave he's like sure yeah. i'm with that too i'm with that and say no 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 r kelly's urine was the wave anyway <laughs> go ahead I, knew I was watching this um this podcast mm-hmm. and i forgot who was somebody in the industry was saying he said a, a lot of stuff changed because the a and r dudes kind of got lazy you know i used days that's they, true they did they're very yeah they are they're they artists before they come out but it's like now just so i mean i guess with the help of social media they had they had to I, I don't know why, but it's like anything can go. They don't care what he's, as long as it's selling, you can be right. the, the worst artist in the world. But if you got that fan base behind you, hey, let's go. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's I, more I, about I money I than can't. the actual art. So you yeah. lose soul. You lose right. the soul music. That's why you don't hear that term no more because uh, can't, she doesn't have that soul. I can't speak for Patrice. She's not here. But I gather she might put forward, put forward out there into the, to the universe. It's a lot of design, y'all. It's a lot of design to program us, to yeah. numb us from, from the reality. And I, I, I'm not lying to you. Sometimes I, I, I put the news on. I'm like, is this a replay of, of a movie I've seen already? Is this, I mean, what the, this is a Twilight. Is like, really, you know uh-huh. what? Am I, should I just brace for impact? <laughs> What's right, right. next? Because it's like, oh, you, you, keep, you keep cutting the news on and hearing so much and and, and and but all you go home and you take care you take care of what you got left but what's here your family yeah you know, yeah so. I mean, you know we go off on the tangent but but back to what we was uh specifically talking about thanks mike for that i appreciate you uh taking <laughs> us in a whole different direction but uh <laughs> <laughs> no always cussing man fuck that shit <laughs> anyway <laughs> but yeah so um is it the artists that you listen to? Like who? Like who now? Do you really listen to? Like who's your, in your playlist right now that you like bumping the car that you listen to? You know, on a regular basis. Um, regular basis. I don't listen to my regular basis, but it's like, <laughs> um, nah, man, I I, I still I still like the the old. Well, I guess he ain't older, but you know the older like the the tanks, the Joes, and. I think I like they created that you know the creative style more than anything, and because like to me, if I can if I can hear a song and I'm like hey I should have wrote that, right? You know, yeah. That's how I know I can connect to the person. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I hear listen to them and listen to the lyrics and like that that shit don't make no sense. Like <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 right. you, you know yeah. you know that that tends to you know to get the little deaf ear a little bit, mm. you know. But I I try to. Um, Try to keep my ears open to all the new artists, you know, but it, it just depends on the vibe I get, you know, because like you said, the, the radio is going to play what they want you to hear or 
what the the, the industry done paid for. Right. I'm about to say, right. about to say <laughs> what you paid for. Yeah. yeah, a, lot, say, a, lot yeah. Of, a lot of that shit's been revealed. Yeah, well, like, you know, I, I didn't realize how much money backs up whether or not I hear a song. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, you know how many times a song's come on with a message? That is some stupid That's shit. It. You know, I've heard it like 70,000 times a day. Right. Like, Look, I saw one of them documentaries where they <laughs> were talking about how. It's the radio budget, how, not payola. Remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, the radio yeah it's still, but it's still payola. <laughs> because look, that's what I was I about to say. The, I saw budget. Okay, I saw one of those documentaries <laughs> where they were talking about how. I'm lost. Uh, Tell me, in, I'm lost. What payola? Oh, about payola? For me, I'm ignorant to this. Speak yeah, to that's me. basically paying to get the get a song played. That's, that's what I was about to say. I, I, I saw. Heard, a, um, I've heard that. I saw payola a documentary. Illegal. Yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. illegal because it gives the artist an unfair leg. Yeah, it's not. Right. right. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, what? Your marketing budget. The marketing budget. Yeah. Hmm. So they just call it something different to get around it's it. It's called an investment, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. But yeah, I was I was saying I saw a documentary where they were talking about how Puffy wouldn't just pay to get his music played. He would pay the radio stations not to pay to play uh, his people. competitors' music. So like see, Death Row, so like, you know, uh, Cash Money, know. all of that. That's, that's, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that, that. I, 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 sometimes I wish that he... No, that was wrong. I'm going to let that go. <laughs> He's going I was going to go way, 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 way. All right, well, put let's... Like this, put, like, put it like this. Put, put, put it like this. I come from a generation where you know, I was on Tupac's side, and I learned as a fat Where nigga. I should have I should have loved Biggie, Biggie more, but I didn't okay. until I until I grew and matured. Like, Maturity, right? But I always have hated Puffy. I still hate Puffy. But when 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 he he organizes a basketball game or whatever, and, and people are traveling at the door, that's not necessarily his fault. But people have died, and and, and there's a wake of death and bullshit. You know, along his path, and I don't respect none of it. Like, yeah, I'm not like I I watched that stupid shit. I'm not going across no damn bridge for no cheesecake. You got me fucked up, (laughs) bro. I done beat the whole. Making of the band was hilarious. I done changed (laughs) the whole. I I wasn't a rapper no more. I was I was a felon. Understand that? Fuck fuck about where I'm from. I ain't gonna see where I'm from. You guess what my hat say? I'm gonna fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm going right. that bullshit. Got me fucked up. All right. Thank, anyway, thank you for that, that again. That, yeah. No, Mike. that was a tangent, Dave. That was a tangent. <laughs> that was a tangent. Yes, thank you for that. But uh, <laughs> so musically, like um, the, the whole package, like producing, writing, and mm-hmm. recording the song, like uh, you basically do it all. So how did you start producing? Like what was the catalyst that made you start producing your own music? Man, funny story. Well, not funny story, but yeah. So it's this cat he lived around my way. I don't know if you know him, uh, Rashid Hammond. He, uh, oh, yeah. You know Rashid? Yeah, the boxer, right? Yeah, Rashid, boxer, Rashid. Yeah, 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 Rashid. Yeah. So Rashid had this group called the Minnesota Dope Boys, a rap group. And they oh, was looking okay. for beats and everything. So he literally gave me a laptop with Logic on it and a MIDI keyboard and said, yo, take this, learn this, so you can make beats for us. And wow. the thing was, the blessing was, I took it and had it for like three months before he asked me for it back. But in that three months' time, like when I say every day, I was doing beats every day, every day, every day. Every day I learned that jump, and I didn't even get a chance to make beats for them. <laughs> beats for them. <laughs> but you got the you got the knowledge. Yep, I That's got the dope. knowledge. Well, you I, know, 
Go ahead, man. Uh, no, say, so I, I got big up, big ups to him for that because ever since then, I just been produce, producing myself. That's, you know, that's I was crazy. Like, like we were talking about earlier, it's like how hard it is to find um, good production in this area because everybody, you know, we still got that that stigma that you know everybody kind of still for themselves in this area. It's it's getting a little better, right. you know. But um, yeah, when he gave me that, I was like, it was on. So every day I was in the grind. Every day, 12, 13 hours a day. Learning, learning it, learning it, learning it, learning it. Yeah, so by the time yeah. I gave it back, I was like, oh, I just got to get my computer, give me some logic, and I'm on, and, and been doing it ever since. That's dope, man. I was going to say, man, it's crazy uh, how our stories parallel in certain ways. I I learned, uh, you know, when I was rapping, I learned production from uh, somebody, you know, 88 Keys, a man, Greg Manks. Yeah. And I took, and look, so in New York, when we, we were going back and forth to New York after he left uh, from working with uh, Lance London, that whole thing. When he went up to New York, right, I, um, uh, uh, he uh, had a whole situation in Jersey, and I would go stay with him when I would go up there. And so mm -hmm. one time, he, uh, the little studio room he had, he had it set up. I had brought my laptop with me, and this was back when FL Studio came in the pack, in the boxes, mm -hmm. and it was like a, a couple of CDs. And one day, I was just sitting there and just loaded it on my laptop. And, and he seen me. I thought he was going to be, but you know how he is. He was like, oh, yeah, make sure you get all the plugins and everything, you know, because that's yeah, the type of dude. Yeah, man, the Fruity Loops, man, Fruity Loops, Fruity Loops. And, that's, <laughs> and he, he, he got me on it now because that's the only one I use now. But, yeah, and that's it's the same thing. I got I came home and just every day just messing with it, learning, okay, this is how you do this, this is how you do that. And then uh, I started messing with, like, the, the YouTube tutorials. Mm -hmm. And so from all that, just, just you know, learn the process and everything and, uh, yeah, man, it's it's a dope process. But you know, like we said earlier, uh, the the motivation was a little different. Mine was just because I got tired of everybody saying, you know, wanting me to pay all the money for the beat. Like, yeah, I'm, give me, yeah. I need fifteen hundred for this beat, and I'm like, dog, I work at Safeway <laughs> <laughs> at the time. I'm like, I could, you know. And then I even had one dude that uh, wanted to charge me like uh, twelve thousand for a beat, and I was because he had produced for some. Some like Young Jock or somebody had made like a B-side for him or something, but he had the name to do it. And I'm like, well, I don't really have that. And he's like, no, nah, it's cool. Cause you can just, here, you can just sign this paperwork and I'll put you on this payment plan. So every week, you know, like a hundred dollars to come, I'm like, nah, I'm good, bro. I ain't getting enough, you know. Nah. Yeah, yeah, nah, I'm like, I'm straight. But, um, but yeah, that's- You never told me that, Dave. That's some crazy shit, man. Yeah, yeah, I've had you some- You told us that, Dave. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, speaking it's of keys, I just did a track. I just did a song to a beat key sent me. He finally sent me because you know he in Atlanta doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been reaching out to him for a minute. He finally sent me a beat, and I just did the song like last month, I did a song for him. So I'm actually waiting for him to send back the to send the actual stem to it so I can get a mix and everything. Right, right. Cool, cool. Yeah, man, it's good to know because the dude like one of the most talented producers I've ever seen, like, uh, you know, like I was trying to, when we was working with him, I was trying to help him get like his, his catalog together. So, cause you know, back then he had like the spindle of CDs and he had names on them enough and he yeah. had to flip through. So I'm trying to catalog all the stuff for him and all that. But I had, he had beats that I sat and watched him make mm -hmm. that has been on stuff that artists have stolen that he sent to me. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, that dude is hilarious. But yeah, shout out to him wherever he's at, man. Like you say, he's in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, I still follow him on Instagram. I haven't talked to him in a while, but um, yeah, I know he's still he's still doing his thing. Um, yeah, I still uh, talk to Semantics too. 
Yeah, like one of the best lyricists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ever. But yeah, man. So, but we talking about D'Amico Star right now. So uh speaking of that, man, you uh you released a single, um uh the the, the last song that you did a couple of months ago. Um it was it was uh, a pretty uh, heartfelt single, you know, um uh, a track dedicated to to uh to your daughter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um so that's the last joint you released, I know. But um first of all, how's that doing? I know it's it's out there everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, honestly, man, when I released that, I just released it to, you know, to express, you know, what was going on. Right. So I, I ain't even checked on it. Honestly, I just put it out there. Right, right. And, yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it's an amazing song, man. It's beautiful. Can you talk a little bit about um, the, the healing process and situations like that and how music has helped you? You know, because I know you've been through some stuff, like I, like we were saying before we got on over the last maybe two years or so. Three years? Yeah. Been yeah. Rough. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so, short, but the music kind of, yeah. Yeah, I would say in short, I guess in my family alone, we didn't lost maybe thirteen people in the last three years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah. And most of them been back to back. Um. And for those who don't know, my daughter was killed on January third of this year. Yeah. Um. Struck by a stray bullet. So that's yeah. where the song came from. Right. Um. To me. I don't even know if my healing process has started yet. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Because you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that, um, I guess when some people pass, you be so close to them that even when they're gone, they don't feel like they're gone yet. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like my daughter, my dad passed two years ago, mm-hmm. and to me, it just feel like like he gonna pop up any day and be like, "Hey, how y'all doing?" I've been, and y'all been on vacation or something. So right, right, yeah. You know, yeah. Even though I know my daughter's gone. Like she's still with me in everything I do, mm-hmm. you know. So I think never say I don't even know if I started it yet or when I'm gonna start it. But when it do, yeah. I mean, sometimes when it hits me, I just let it happen. Yeah. 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 So if it's something that I could tell anybody that's going through that kind of situation or something similar, it's like, you know, one, it's okay to cry. You know, you're human. Um, two is when it hits you, let it hit you. You know, yeah. like yeah. when my dad, my dad passed. I was always I was always stopping. Like I, I started to cry a little bit, but I tried to you know hold it in. Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah. but like now when I look back, I was like I don't even know why I was trying to hold it in. Just you know, just right, let it right. out. Yeah, yeah. So like with my daughter, you know, so we had this almost like my son. She had, she always let me hit all the new music, or mm-hmm. she had come and vibe with me in the studio. So I think that keeps me in touch with her. You know, mm. and um, I don't know. I just I just taking it one day at a time, putting everything in the music. You know, doing what she said, her little saying, you know, live life before life live you. Right, and, yeah. you know, I just try to live everything to, 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 my, to my best ability, you know. So that's why I, I went ahead and got my personal tra- training certification because that's something I want, been wanting to do forever. But yeah. it was one of, you know, you, you got, you know, everybody have goals, but sometimes you mm-hmm. just, ah, yeah, I ain't going yeah, to yeah. yeah. Trust me, you know, I know, bro. Trust me. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, so what's going on? Maybe 11 weeks ago, I, I went, I signed up for the class, said, I'm going to go ahead and do it this time, you know. So mm-hmm. now it's like I'm do everything for her, you know. So yeah, yeah. did that, got my certification for that. So trying to start up that, you know, that other business outside of the music business. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think my grief is gonna, I mean, you know, my healing is gonna come from being able to help other people in whatever facet. Mm-hmm. Somebody who wants to sing, they want to write, I help them write. If it's somebody who wanna get in shape, you know, the better their self, their body, whatever, whatever they, you know, their fitness goals is, you mm-hmm. know, to me, helping somebody kind of helps me heal at the same time. 
you know, so that, that's how um, I'm choosing to deal with my grief, you know, because everybody, to me, is it to me, I think it's just my personal opinion that it's a choice how you deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I could easily be like, you know, my daughter was killed. I'm gonna lay in the bed, just let life go past being depressed. But I try to stay away from that, that depression, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. And just try to, you know, take it one day at a time. I'm gonna have my good days. I'm gonna have my bad days. But, mm-hmm. you know, the most important is like, if I do feel myself in that little slump, try to get out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, go work out, play some music, listen to a song, look at her picture. You know, I try to just keep myself motivated. Right. Yeah. That That's an amazing, like, um, this attitude to have about the whole situation. This, this, that, um, you know, uh, first of all, what you, what you said about uh, grief being a choice, like how you, how you deal with anything, of course, is, you know what I'm saying? Ultimately, it's up to you. I stole your word, Mike. Ultimately, it's up to you. Um, you know, I, I always say, uh, you know, um, grief is 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 really relative like mourning is 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 a real relative process like it's personal to everybody everybody Mm -hmm. has their own way that they do it and um i always say like the key to it is um making sure and it it comes back perfectly to to your daughter saying is to is to live it and not let it live you and so the, the the idea of it is there's a reason for that process the way our bodies and our minds are set up to deal with grief is to go through that process of sorrow of, of um, you know, doubt, of, of, you know, denial, and then ultimately acceptance so that we can move on. And mm-hmm. so letting that, it's so important to let that process run its course and um, uh, finding positive ways to, to get that energy out like you've been doing, like with the, um, you know, music and personal training, just dedicating things to 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 uh to betterment is is definitely um the the best or, or one of the best ways to go about it because like you say it's people that you know do it the other way that might just give up or you know like you said stay in the bed or whatever the case may be and that's not first what you know that person would want for you that's not what you want for yourself so yeah, yeah man that's, that's dope that you're able to do that you uh you brought up the 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 personal training so i want to ask you real quick about that uh how long you think it'd take me to get cut up like the rock like but uh so wait, i'm just joking man like, he was about to tell uh look i can put you on a regiment get you some pills <laughs> nah, but uh, <laughs> but nah man so um you said for you, you wanted want to do me, if i got oh my god Mm-hmm. If I got cut up like the rock, you understand? I'm wearing like, like she had to I'm keep wearing, you in the house. <laughs> I'm wearing like see through thongs every oh, day. Oh Lord! Every day, like spandex. I don't want that spandex uh, overalls and shit. Like, like, oh, <laughs> <I don't want laughs> now I, 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 I'm gonna tell you something, bro. I'm a firm believer in adversity introducing us to our true selves. Mm-hmm. Um. You you keep pushing. It is. It, 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 I hate when somebody these things happen for a reason. <clears throat> fuck these reasons. But if mm-hmm. you find a way to let it catapult you into something where your spirit is a, is allowed to help others. Yeah. Because th- there lies my my healing. If I can give you this little something, this little gem. Why? Because I've been through that. That gem is a hardened stone, be it a ruby, an emerald, or a diamond. It's there, and it's hard for a reason because it's been through a lot of fucking pressure. Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure. You keep pushing, bro. Oh, thanks, bro. Keep pushing. Write you a song. Write us a song. Write you a song <laughs> for you and her. And one day, share it with us or don't. But just keep pushing, man. Yeah. Well, you know, the single that he has out is, you know, about her, right? Yeah. Oh, you must... 
Uh, I got another single that's out that came out on the seventh. Oh, who okay. you do? See, sing, sing a little bit. Sing a little bit. We never had nobody sing so. He tries to get somebody. We never had nobody sing on the show. I'm putting you on the spot. Nah, hey, I, I don't think you said the music on the spot though. Days. Y'all don't understand. This dude is one of them dudes, man. Like. Yeah, he's like Aisha. Know when we was at the uh, we was at the Artemis joint, and he yeah, broke right. it down for us real quick in the corner. <laughs> Somebody listening to him? Let me hear, it, bro. Let's hear it. Oh, uh, let me sing it. Or I can play it. <laughs> do you do what you want to do? It's comfortable for you, man. It's your, it's your world. All right, hold up one second. Aisha, in the meantime, you sing, baby. Look, I just called to say I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> it's right. Tearing up one of Stevie's hits. Tear it up. Right, Tear right. It up. And don't do that because we on Facebook and they will cut us off if we say some copyrighted stuff. <laughs> really? Hey, look, you know, how I feel, you know how I feel, bro. Like, why you going? Oh, but yeah, man. I, um, yeah, like I said, man. That, uh, don't that enjoy yourself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that whole process is, is, is something that I've been, you know, thinking about for a long time, just since, you know, uh, my dad passed in 2012 and, uh, you know, but it's interesting, uh, D'Amico, that you said you always feel like he's with you. Like I, I was just telling, was just talking to my mom about the dreams that I had frequently and he's mm-hmm. always there, you know what I'm saying? Like he's always there talking to me, different stuff. Like it's, it's just interesting stuff, man. So uh, yeah, yeah, hold on to those memories, to those feelings. Like Mike said, just keep pushing. Uh, yeah, I was just saying all that to give you a chance to get everything ready. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Let's, 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 let me get, get, is he gonna be listening tonight? Huh? Is he gonna be listening tonight or watching the show? Probably so. Who you got? 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 Who you got?
quick, make sure his, 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 his verse get on there, man. Okay. <laughs> 15 minutes left, man. You don't shit. Nah, you good. Go ahead. So stop all that playing, we getting money, can't care less about what the outside is saying. You got a nigga with a plan, baby, let's run all these bands. You say you nervous when I'm swerving, I got drunk like a band. You hot, hit it, but you cool, and you gon' blow like a fan. Baby, I ain't what I am, and that is the man. You got a nigga who gon' step and not flex for the brain. But just remember when you get it, shawty, you can't be blamed. You can't be He said his name, Marilyn Mook. Baltimore Mook. Baltimore Mook. Look, I messed it up already. That's a bit. <laughs> Shout out to Baltimore Mook, man. So, yeah, yeah that's dope, man. What's the name of that? Shy Girl? Yeah. How yep. long? You say you just dropped it last week? Uh, On May 7th. Okay. Yeah, man. That's dope, man. Congratulations. Yeah, that's good music. So, um, yeah, man, like the, uh, the, the, where was the inspiration for that come from? The Shy Girl. Um, that one. Me and my co-writer, uh, Pelham, um, I don't know, it was one of our vibe sessions. He's like, yo, we just gonna come over. This is some this is some tracks I already did mm. and um and go for it. And I was like, you know, I got an idea for this, like the shy girl. So I had the shy girl part, and then you know, he brought the jumps in the middle, and, and after we had the hook, like, okay, hey, we on to something. Then you know, we started writing a verse, he wrote the first verse, I wrote a bridge, I mean the, the pre-hook, and everything just came together. And I was like, I'm gonna get my nephew the um Laid a verse on that jump. Yeah, so yeah. it just so happened, uh, matter of fact, because we I finished it around my around my daughter's funeral because my everybody all my family was in here. So everybody, you know, our grieving process like we do, everybody, all the brothers came in the studio. We was in here playing music, they playing the guitar. And I told my put my nephew to side, I said, yo, could you uh write something to this? And he was like, Yeah, uh, I got you. And so after everybody left, he came in here and did his thing. That's dope, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it came out smooth. Pretty sure they help you heal a little bit, right? Family. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, so, that's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned your your musical family. Like, so who's the best musician in the family? The best musician in the family? Yeah, I hate to admit it, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say D. You know my younger brother D, Demetrius. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Melissa, has, I, I'm gonna have yeah. to say him, even though I don't. Even though I hate to admit it. <laughs> is he a drummer? What does he play? Man, yeah, that man sing. He play drums. He play bass. Yeah, yeah, because I've seen him. I've, I think um, I saw one of her performances and he was playing the drums for her. Yeah. But, um, but okay. uh, yeah. I, yeah, okay. drums is his first instrument, but he played bass too. Okay, okay, cool, cool. And you said he's the best. That's your little brother too, right? Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. How, how you let him beat you, man? How you let... <laughs> because I was doing the, the music and singing, so he, right, right, he, he right. can sing, but he don't really like to sing. So okay. He better, you know, do his stuff on the instruments. I can't imagine how good it would feel to hear my older brother tell me that, you know what I mean? That, that's 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 a good thing. That's what that's brothers do, you know what I mean? Dave, you got an older brother, Dave? I love me some Apple, man. He's around here somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he don't sing, though, but he can, he can fix the car. But, uh, oh, you, oh, uh, oh, 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 well, no, I, yeah, he I, can't sing. Ivan yeah, can yeah. sing. Yeah, he can sing. Can, right. If you take a 1975 Dolomite song, and I would. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, you you mentioned uh, Melissa, uh, mm -hmm. your uh, your sister in law. You yep. did a uh, uh, you just recently did a track with her too, right? 
Yep, actually, uh, Baltimore Mook is on her song too. He's uh, he he opens leads her song. It's a song called Better, mm. um, written by me and um, my co-writer Pelham Taylor. Um, mm. Baltimore Mook is on there and Melissa uh, singing the lead. That's dope, man. That's dope. Making it a family affair, man. That's that's dope, yeah. man. And yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, her uh, musically, like I think she's dope. Like we had her on. She did um. Uh, some gospel for us, like she sang some gospel for us. This was a while ago when we were at the harbor. I said, but, said well, I, my, said, I, I was, I was. It's funny you talk about gospel, right? You know how y'all were talking about how certain music is played to make you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. So your your cousin, I went to school with her on her orientation up at Cobb State. I got bored because I was bored. I'm, I'm, I am who I am. I sat in this big ass amphitheater. And I sat down, and it was a theology class. And they were teaching the shout beats and shit. And I'm like, these motherfuckers, this bullshit. Like, they were teaching, like, what to play when you come in and bring the offering plate. Right, what to play right. when you want somebody to cry. And what to play when somebody's... And so I found myself in North Carolina, about 18 years old, praying for a shout beat, because that's where everything started to jiggle. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yes, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. So this is why we try to stay on task because Michael take it. So uh, you say you just put the uh, the track out on the seventh. Uh, so is this going to be part of an album? Um, eventually, I think. Okay. I'm, yeah, I think what I'm gonna do this time is I'm gonna put maybe four singles out first, and then just have those four singles actually on the EP and just add some other songs to it. Hey, I got something for you. For real, I got a track, man. I want I want you to at least listen to it and hey. tell me, you know, how you feel about it. Send it over, man. Yeah, yeah, I got some work for you because I know you, uh, you know, you work with your you, your own stuff, but uh, I got something that I think will fit your voice for real. Hey, hey, I'm always up to a good track. I don't care who did it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So so we'll, we'll talk, though, because, you know, I said some other stuff I want to talk to you about, too, though. But yeah. um, so you said that. So you have um, anything else coming out anytime soon? Um, yeah, actually, me and my um, me and the co-writer Pelham Taylor, uh, we've been grinding. Um, we got three songs off this movie soundtrack called um, "We Go Deep" coming okay. out. Um, we did one is already out for this soundtrack, this movie soundtrack called the the Little Voice. Okay, and that's out now, like on um, Amazon Prime and all that. Okay, I check it out. Yeah, definitely. So, so when I when I was talking to you about my boy doing the movie. Yeah, you already been in that in that space already. I knew I was coming to the right person. Yeah, that's what that's what we trying to do, man. It's like, uh, I don't know, any avenue to get in. Hey, yeah. that's what I do. You know, it's, it's it's always more than one street to where you're trying to go. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. So, man, that's dope, man. I'm so happy for all of your success, man. All because uh, you know you. Like I said, you always been one of them dudes. Like your voice is amazing, and uh, like your musical skill. Just listening to like uh, when I listen to the bitter. So this is what happens mm-hmm. a lot because I, you know, people know that I'm, you know, have been in and around the music industry for a while. You know, wow. everybody and their mama come to me with music. Like, man, listen to this and tell me what you think. And so it's a little, it's a tough ride. I know you know it's a mm-hmm. tough process because everybody's stuff is not, you know, uh, 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 how can I say it nicely, Mike? How would you say it nicely? Good. <laughs> Everybody's stuff is not good. Okay, there you go. Yeah, but um, so so it's 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 weird when people come to you, especially when it's somebody that you're cool with that you know for a while, and they play something, and and it's not um, 
good. But uh, but yeah, listen, I listened to uh, but I already knew like your standard of work. But but bitter is dope. Like the the um, because I've heard stuff of yours before. But even the growth in that, and um, you know, uh, the ability, the uh, the bittersweet album. You yeah. know, that's it's some really, really dope like music on there. Like uh oh, thanks, you got bro. stuff that should be yeah, definitely, definitely, man. You you know. Um I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, man. My uh co producer Yo, brother said, shut the hell up, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, he's but, just smacked uh, you. I was smack, smack, smack the Jesus out of him. That's enough, man. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like I was saying. So um, so yeah, you your stuff is good, man. Basically, bottom line, you know, you got a quality of work that's always been there, and um, I appreciate it, man. I hope everybody get to see it. Where can people find your work if they looking for the singles? If they looking for the bittersweet album, where can they find it? The album, the singles, uh. Sh- Apple Music, Spotify, Title, Amazon Music, uh, everywhere digital music is sold under the Miko Star. Uh, yeah. Miko, D A M I K O Star. That's what I wanted to ask you. Where did the Miko Star come from? Because you know, I know you by your government from yeah, Eastern. Um, <laughs> well, the Miko, that's been like my nickname for like forever. But, okay. You know, once I left the group, I was like, uh, just saying the Miko to me ain't sound. So I wanted something to add on to it. Right. You know, like almost, you know, like a, a stage last name. You right. know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. One day I was just chilling and I was just going through different like the Miko this, the Miko that, the Miko this, the Miko that. And then I said like, the Miko star. And then I was like, oh, I like that. You know, yeah, yeah. And that ever so you, since. Said, you said the Miko been your nickname forever. Can we ask who gave you that nickname? Where you got it from? Oh, that nickname. <laughs> oh, see, yeah, that's why I was like, can we ask if it's a personal story? I don't want to, you know. Yeah, it's 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 a personal it's a personal story. But. Yeah, yeah, I leave. Yeah, you can leave it there. That's cool. It's a, <laughs> cool, now you know, the Migos star. Yeah, but uh, let's get personal with you, Dave. How about huh? hey, when we get him back? When we get him back. Yeah. All right. So look, hey Dave, we were talking about like relationships. And, you know, you know, marriage and everything, right? Oh Lord. You anyway, was, you was going quarantine in Puerto Rico. And shit, right? <laughs> what I said to you. I said to you in Puerto Rico, you know, I said to you. Like I said, um, Mike, the, the, the weed is hitting Mike right now. So, but uh, <laughs> we got into uh, the end of the interview, but it's two questions. He I always... say he's so uncomfortable right now. He's so uncomfortable. No, I'm good. It's two questions that we always ask everybody. It's two, um, it's two I'll probably questions. ask you to, um, these when you were on before, it's but I'm going to ask you again. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is, uh, if you had a chance to talk to a younger version of yourself, if you could get in the time machine and go back and talk to 12-year-old D'Amico Star, before he was D'Amico Star, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you could have a conversation with him, just everything you've been through, everything you've learned and all the wisdom you've gained, what would that conversation be like? What kind of things would you say to him? I think, hell, I can say that in one word. I, don't be afraid to take chances. Yeah. Because... Yeah. <laughs> I think if the group would have took more chances, and when I mean chances, I mean like, you know, some artists, some hearts are gung-ho, they'd be like, I'm about to move to a state that's popping with music, and I'm gonna sleep outside on a, in, a, in, a, in a garbage bag till somebody hit me. Yeah. I think back then we was thinking too logical, like, man, I ain't sleeping outside, you know, but yeah, I would just say take more chances, good chances, you know, right. um, calculated chances. <laughs> Right. Um, and invest more in, in in yourself, right? You know, because if I'd have had all this, 
back, you know, back then with the group, yeah, we'd have been good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, it's never too late, but yeah, that'd be my, one of my advice is like, yeah. And, and the other thing is like, don't believe everything somebody say just because they say it. Cause you know, when you are young and you're, and you're an impressible artist, you kind of run with somebody saying, you know, yeah, we're going to do this. We are, we're going to do that. You know, um, I ain't gonna say the names, but you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> you know, you know some people. You know, uh, yeah, hey, yeah. You know, sir. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I just like, you know, be aware, be aware of that, you know, and at the end of the day, I just tell them like, you know, a lot of people want to get into this industry, industry for the love of music initially, but this industry is a beast, yo, just, just like, yeah, just, just like drugs on the street to be honest, because you're just a product. But a lot of people kind of forget that when they get in, like a lot of stuff, it isn't personal, it's business. You know, sometimes it's shady business, but it's business at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And you just gotta have tough skin. Because right. like you said, it gonna be somebody, like we were talking about earlier, it gonna be somebody, you gonna pull your heart out on the track and they gonna be like, yo, that's some shit. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You crush just your like, whole emotion, yeah, your yeah. whole dream. Like you start rocking, you think you're doing a thing, and then that nigga like, yo, nah, that ain't what it's it. Nah, Cut that off. That. I don't want to hear that. It's all over. Right. You know? yeah. But uh, yeah, so that'd be my thing. Make sure you have tough skin. You know, take calculated chances and invest in yourself. Yeah, yeah. Your answer uh, brought up a whole bunch of other questions. Oh, uh, that, I was, that I was thinking about. Just uh, well, I'm gonna just add one more to it because we don't have that long to go uh, before I ask the last question. Um, what's the best advice you ever got in in the music industry? Oh, shit! Probably invest in yourself because mm -hmm. and it's a it's a different thing when you like when you start investing in yourself. It kind of makes you makes you have to work. Like you know, I went and. Like, like you said, if you would have bought that $12,000 track, right. yeah, that would have made you right to that track, but you had to write 10 times or 20 times, yeah. I'm going to get my money out of this track. Right, exactly. exactly. With the studio, with the studios, like, I done bought all this stuff, you know, I got I, I got I to do it. I got to work. I got to work. Right, right. You know, so, and investing in yourself, it could, I mean, it could, it could be buying your stuff. It could be, it could be taking a music, a music class so you can learn, you know, how to do more music. Or take a buy the business of book the music. Just like you know, I know a lot of artists get shafted, so I'm gonna go ahead and buy this book and just read that. You know, so <laughs> investing in yourself it comes in many different forms. But you know, when you start doing it, you'll find yourself like I need to do this, I need to do that. And like with me, when I invested in the studio, then it translated into now I got music. Now I need to copyright this music. From copyright this music, now I need to learn about ASCAP. From ASCAP, I need to learn about royalties. You know, and it just kept going, and you learn it more and more. You know, so yeah, investing in yourself, the education, the music, um, yeah, and just investing in yourself, believing in yourself, and you're gonna hear. I guess one of the biggest things is you have to swallow. Is everybody ain't gonna like your music? Right, right. It's not. So, it's not for everybody. Yeah, right. yeah, but a lot of people don't understand that. It's like that's why you have different genres of music because everybody don't like everything. So if somebody don't like it. Okay, cool. It's not for you. It's for this person over here, right. you know. And even to, uh, and even now, I mean, I still go through that some, sometimes because I'd be like, okay, bam, uh, this song might fit in this lane. So yeah. if I sh if I shop it to 93, 95 might get it. 
might 95 might want it 93 might not because they have a lot of the rappers and all this on there right 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 but i gotta be cool with that okay i'm cool bam it's still the door open over here right and yeah. that that's the part i think it takes a little bit of time and wisdom to actually swallow that because you know when you're young and you just think you're on fire you know you don't you don't hear that <laughs> right right yeah, oh, yeah. man forget them yeah yeah oh. you make a diss track about them and all that stuff yeah, yeah but you don't want to burn that bridge that's exactly. What you're exactly oh and that's that the last thing don't burn no bridges because you never know who you're going to need help from <laughs> right exactly and, yeah. they, and sometimes your help is going to come from where you least expect it <laughs> by my most of the time your help come from where you least expect it <laughs> that's true yeah yeah that person be like a, a and r or something you know somebody that can get you to that next level yeah so uh so my last question uh you know you you've performed a lot you've been in uh, a lot of situations uh from performing to to uh you know working on building this personal training thing you've been in the position a lot of times where a lot mm -hmm. of people are looking at D'Amico star a lot of eyes are on you when people see D'Amico star what is it that you hope that they see a hard working black man. <laughs> they go see that anyway. But um no, I, I um basically me. I mean, because I'm not one of those, I'm not gonna pretend to be somebody I'm not, you know. I want you to see the authenticity in me, whether it's in my music or from it's in my training, whatever that I do, that's that's what I exude, you know. Right. And I try to pass that on because you know, you never know who's watching you. Like you say, you never know who's watching you. You never know who being inspired by you. Somebody could be like, damn, he's doing music and what you call it. You know, I can do it too. You know, or, you know, he went through a tragedy. He have a, had, you know, he had loss. And he keeps going. That just gave me, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to go ahead and do this. So, like, one of the old sayings, as I always watch you, that's like true. You never know who's watching you, you know? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, man. Well, um, I definitely see, you know, all that in you, brother. You, um, you know, uh, like I said, your, your voice is amazing. Uh, you got really good music. You're talented dude. And so I really appreciate you taking the time out to come and talk to us this evening. Um, like I said, I'm gonna reach out to you because I got some work for you. Uh, right. Stuff I need to do. But um, so you told them where they could find the music. Before we go, let everybody know where they can reach out to you for shows, for you know, for bookings, for features, for studio, for tracks, anything. Where can they reach hey, you? I made it easy. Everything is D'Amico Star. Hey. You know, the IG is D'Amico Star. Facebook is D'Amico Star. Twitter, D'Amico Star. Um, email, D'AmicoStar.com, at Gmail. Um, yeah, just get at me. Tracks, need songs written, you need songs arranged. Hey, if you want me to just listen to your stuff and see where I can make it better, hey, I'm down for that too. That's the bet, man. Yeah, so on behalf of myself, Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible, uh, the one and only Just Mike, and uh, I think we lost our feminine energy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she might be having the same issues How do that you I lose had. Some of the energy we all come from, from it. talking about the individual, the person, Mike. But anyway, uh, on behalf of us here uh, <laughs> at the Neighbors Livecast and our illustrious guest, the one and only D'Amico Star. Thank y'all for checking out another episode. We'll be back next week with more entertainment, more information, more guests, and more fun. Uh, y'all have a great week. Take care of yourselves and each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like Mike say, keep pushing. Peace. Peace.